Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. How blessed we are to be able to come together each day, Monday through Friday, open up God's Word and study a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more, and grow stronger in our faith. Because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So we're blessed. Not in every part of the world is this blessing available because of the governments of, that, of those particular areas. Now, God wants it to be available everywhere, but when mankind steps in, well, mankind has a way of muddying the water, so to speak, in many cases. We're thankful that we can study God's Word and teach it so openly here in this country, and we need to take advantage of that because it may not always be that way. We encourage you, if you're in the Omaha area, come and check us out in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Work, uh, worship God with us, study his word with us, grow spiritually with us, grow stronger in your faith with us. Get to know us, let us get to know you. Many of our radio listeners have done that over the years, many have stayed on with us. We hope that you can come by and again, let us meet you, you meet us, we can get to know each other. Now, the church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha, 3606 North 108th Street, Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Bible classes begin on Sunday mornings at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evening, we come back together for another period of worship and Bible study at 6 o'clock each Sunday evening. And Wednesday evening, middle of the week, good time to get our spiritual batteries recharged. We come back together each Wednesday evening at 6.30 for midweek Bible classes. Again, you are welcome to any and all of these services. We also encourage you to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, and just use, utilize all of the Bible study materials that are there. Tremendous resources there. Lots of spiritually based articles, lots of sermons, both in audio and video format. And you can even sign up for our podcasting. It's all for free. And when you sign up for our podcasting, you will automatically receive Sunday morning Bible class, Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, this radio program, Search the Scriptures, five days a week will go right to your smart device. And a seven-day-a-week, short, about a 13-minute each day Bible study we call today's Bible class. Again, all of that will be automatic to your smart device, and it will always be free. So take advantage of that. We're going to get back into our study. We're talking about some heart troubles. And this particular heart trouble that we're focusing on is fear, fear. Well, again, the devil will try to plant seeds of fear in your heart, in your mind, in your emotions. And if there's no other way that he can keep you away from being a faithful Christian, a faithful, dedicated, obedient follower of God through Jesus Christ, other than keeping you afraid and keeping you afraid enough that you think, well, I just can't live that kind of a life consistently, well, then he'll keep you afraid if you'll let him. But he can't make you afraid without your letting him make you afraid. And that's where a lot of people, they, they misunderstand or they, they don't really realize. They haven't thought it through deeply enough. The devil cannot make you sin. You sin on your own. Now, the devil will plant the thoughts. He will plant the 
seeds. He will, he will put forth the temptations, but he can't make you give in to those temptations. You make that choice yourself. Remember, as we've said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, that God has promised no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will always make a way of, of escape that you may be able to bear it. So God will be with you as you strive to live that faithful Christian life before him. He will not let the devil throw some kind of temptation at you that is so overwhelming, so powerful, that you cannot possibly say no to it. God said he'll always make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it, that you may be able to overcome that temptation. So that's a promise from God. And right in the middle of that verse, it says, God is faithful. So think about that particular statement and assurance. Now, but a whole lot of people, the devil has been successful in persuading them that, that they can't live the Christian life faithfully, obediently, consistently. He has put those seeds of fear in their minds, and they've given in to them. And so they're afraid that they just can't live the life, and so they don't become Christians. Or maybe they became a Christian, and they, the devil started throwing some temptations at them, and they found themselves weak against some of those temptations, and so they were afraid they just couldn't live that life, so they stopped living it. They stopped becoming a faithful Christian. Stop going to church services. They, they just turned away from the faith, if you want to think of it that way. Well, again, if the only way the devil can make you afraid or can, or can keep you uh, uh, ineffective spiritually, the only, if the only way he can keep you unfaithful to God is to keep you afraid that you cannot live the Christian life obediently and consistently, then he'll keep you afraid. But he can't make you be afraid. You'd make that choice yourself. He can't make you sin. You choose to sin yourself. And the statements along those lines can go on and on. Well, we've talked about fear. We've talked about how we need to recognize that the devil is out there and he is trying to make us afraid that we cannot live the life in, in a consistent basis. And at the same time, we need to understand that a whole lot of people, they tend to be afraid of God. I remember listening to a young man one time many, many years ago when I was still in college. He had become unfaithful in his line of reasoning as far as his understanding of Christianity was concerned. And he said, you know, I, I, so he was talking to me about it. He said, I thought that if I stopped going to church, I'd get struck by lightning or something. Well, then he missed church services and he didn't get struck by lightning. <laughs> he kept missing church services. He was becoming more and more unfaithful and nothing was happening to him in a cataclysmic way that he was expecting to happen to him. So he felt more at ease and he just drifted farther and farther away from his commitment as what he understood Christianity to be. Well, there's a kind of fear that is commanded and we've talked about that, and that's a fear that, that says, you know, we need to be afraid if we're living in sinfulness, if we're living in wickedness. Now, that kind of fear is something that we need to understand. We need to be afraid of 
succumbing to the, to the temptations of the devil. But at the same time, we do not need to fear that we cannot overcome those temptations because God has promised that he will be there with us. As we said, sometimes there are people who might say, well, wait a minute, doesn't, doesn't God say, doesn't God's word say to fear God and keep the commandments? And so we went through a number of different texts of Scripture that talk about that. There's many, many verses of Scripture, Old and New Testament, that, talk, that, that speak along that line. Fear God and keep his commandments. But it's not talking about being terrified of God, being afraid of God, unless we're living in sinfulness on an ongoing basis, Matthew 10 and verse 28. But it's talking about that kind of fear is talking about holding God in reverence, in deep respect, in honor, in awe, in awe, standing before him, understanding he is God, the creator, my heavenly father, and I am part of his creation. And he created me in his image to walk with him and ultimately to be with him forever in eternity. Now, that kind of awe and reverence for God that's a fear that is commanded, that is instructed. But then there's another kind of fear that is forbidden or taught against. We're taught that we don't need to have this kind of fear. And that is, again, we don't need to be afraid that we cannot live the life because God has already promised he will be there with us and for us to help us and to equip us to live a faithful, dedicated life. Think about what the Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 6 beginning with, oh, about verse 11 and going down through verse 18, he talks about how God has provided a spiritual, a suit of spiritual armor for us, wherewith, if we will wear that armor every day, then, and all day long, we'll be able to resist all the ways that the devil will try to bring us down, will try to lead us into sin. And so it will equip us that's a, spiritual, a set of spiritual armor from God. In Psalm 91, beginning with verse 1, we read this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall, ab- shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, in his presence, in a spiritual sense. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Now see, those are statements of security and strength protection. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You see, all of these statements, all these statements of protection, strength, watching over us, holding us close, taking care of us, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. You shall not be afraid, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. And so all of these are assurances that, and even reassurances, that we can have confidence that as we walk with God in consistent faithful obedience, he will always be there with us and for us. In Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 31, Jesus said, Seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. And then he said in verse 32, 
Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do not fear. Think about that assurance. Think about that statement of of support and strength. John the Apostle wrote in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13, I write these things to those who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now, what a statement of confidence and assurance, strength, and, and, and protection that we're talking about there. John, through, uh, John, writing God's very word, says we can have confidence that we have our salvation if we're walking consistently in faithful, dedicated obedience to God. Wow, what a great statement. We look at John chapter 14, and this particular context of Scripture is the setting of the night of Jesus' betrayal. The next day, he's going to be on the cross. And so in, verse four, in chapter 14, he's telling the apostles, and understand the basis of this, this instruction, this assurance, is for us as well. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now think about it. Jesus has gone back to heaven. After he died on that cross, they buried him in the tomb, but he arose from that tomb alive. And then he ascended back to heaven. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Now think about that. He's gone back to heaven. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. In other words, we can be with him in heaven. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. And we drop down to verse 6. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What tremendous, wonderful assurance Jesus gives us in that particular text of Scripture. My we go back to 1 John, 1 John, and let's look at chapter 4, and I want to read verses 17 through 19. Now, notice the emphasis here that we do not need to fear. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. When somebody is also fearful, they are in an ongoing state of torment in that their fearfulness keeps them in a state of turmoil, keeps them uneasy, probably have some difficulty sleeping at night a lot of times just because of their fear. But the scriptures tell us that as faithful, dedicated, obedient Christians on an ongoing basis, we don't need to live life in fear. We don't need to live life in fear. 
God has said, I'm there with you. I'll take care of you. I'll watch over you. In fact, I am watching over you. So we don't need to live in fear. Now, are there some situations that may, in a moment, for a moment, strike fear in our hearts? Well, well, sure. If somebody comes up and points a gun in our face and says, give me your wallet or give me your purse, yeah, we're probably going to have a degree of fear well up within us, inside, within us. But we don't have to live life in fear all the time. We can be confident of our eternal home in heaven after this life, this physical life, is over here on this earth. Peter wrote, Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Now, first, what's the first part of that? Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Then, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And then, be on guard, be alert, be vigilant, because your gravest of all enemies, the devil, is out there trying to bring you down into sin and away from God and to eternal destruction. But you can effectively, successfully, victoriously resist him as long as you're living steadfast in the faith by the teachings of God's word. So we're assured, we're assured that we can successfully overcome all that the devil might throw at us, that we can look forward with confidence to an eternal home with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in heaven for all of eternity. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we don't need to let the devil lead us into a lifestyle of fearfulness, of fearfulness. We can face the challenges that life throws at us. We can even face the temptations the devil puts before us. As long as we're walking with God in faithfulness, we, we know that he'll deliver us. Again, we, we talked about 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. God has said, I, I'm always going to make the way. I'm not going to let the devil throw something at you that you cannot possibly overcome with my help. I'll always make the way for you to escape, to say no, that you may be able to bear that temptation successfully <clears throat> without giving in to it. Now, in, in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4, look at this. You are of God, little children, you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And God is greater than the devil, greater than the devil. God knows your needs. He knows my needs. He knows the needs of every single human being on the, on the face of this earth. 
Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, he talked about the necessities of life. And then in, in, in verses 33 and, and 34, he, he said this, seek, God, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. As long as we keep our focus on God, on faithfulness to him, then we can have confidence that he will see us through and we will not experience all of that fear that so many people seem to keep keep having tugging at their heart as they're going along. We don't need to fear that we can't live the faithful Christian life. God said, you can, with my help, with my power. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 4, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, isn't that a great statement? But notice the qualifier. We can rejoice in the Lord as long as we're in the Lord. We can rejoice. Always we can rejoice. And then in verse 6, he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So a faithful Christian has this tremendous, tremendous blessing of when something confronts us that might strike fear in our hearts or that the devil might be trying to use to make us fearful, then we have the blessing of prayer. We can go to God in prayer and he's going to be there. He's going to listen. He's going to care. He's going to watch over us and take care of us. And then in verse 7, Paul went on and said, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God offers us, as faithful Christians, a peace that is eluding the world virtually because they're looking for some other kind of source of peace, like a big army, you know, or, or economic might. But all of that's of this world, and so it's fleeting. It's fleeting. Jesus said, again, the night of his betrayal, John 14 and verse 1, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Verse 27, same basic thing, same basic thing. So we are given encouragement, we are given assurance that we don't need to live overcome by fear. We need to not let the devil be successful in succumbing to the fear, the thoughts of fear that he plants in our minds. We can be faithful to God because God has said so, and he has also said, I'll help you. I'll help you along the way. We're going to finish up our study next time. Let's pray. Father, help people everywhere. Help us to be assured that you will be there with us and for us as long as we always walk faithfully and obediently with you. Help us to always be assured the devil cannot make us be afraid 
you offer us strength and protection and courage. Help us to tap into that. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.